Um, what you have in front of you, I, I think we might have touched on these pieces in the past. It's a very beautiful, it's a very simple, uh, it's a very beautiful piece from Rav Kluger. Uh, we know in this Parsha, you have Kabbal Satira, you have Moshe Rabbeinu, uh, you know, HaKadosh Baruch Hu receiving the Torah, which begins the process of, of Moshe Rabbeinu going up to receive the Torah. So there's a Gemara. The Gemara describes a very famous uh, vikuach disagreement that took place when Moshe Rabbeinu went up to receive the Torah. The Gemara says in Shabbos, so what you have in front of you is based on Rav Kluger. This is in Oish Chavakish, a small piece from Rav Kook. And if I remember correctly, there's a Torah from there's a Torah from Moshe Shapiro. So yeah, the Gemara is the Gemara in Shabbos. The Gemara in Shabbos tells us the Gemara says There's an actual one. B'shasha Olamayshel Amarim. When Moshe Rabbeinu went up to receive the Torah, Amru Malachi Asharis of Neikadish Baruch Hu. The Malachim said to Hashem, Rabbeinu Shalolam, Mali Yilud Isha Beinenu. What is this mortal doing amongst us? So Amr Lahan, meaning, what is Moshe Rabbeinu doing here? So Hashem said, Lekabel Torah, but he's here to receive the Torah. Amr Lefanov. So they said, Chem de Genuza. This great treasure, Shaganuzalach Teisha Meyos Vishivim Viarba Doiris, that was created 974 generations, Kaidush and that the Torah, which was created 974 generations before the, before the world is created, this special treasure that you have, you want to give it to these mere mortals. They quoted a Pasuk in Tehillim. Tehillim was written before Tehillim. What is man that we should mention him? Ben Adam Kisif Gedenu, who is a person that he should be counted? Meaning, what, what, what are we doing here? That we're giving the Torah to people. Hashem said to Moshe, famously, No respond. What's the response? I'm afraid that they'll burn me with the fire of their mouths. So Amr Lois, Hashem said, Hold on to my Kisya Kavid, Vechazlan Tshuva. If you hold on to my kisei covered, you'll be fine. So Amr Lefanov, so this is his response. Rabbi Nishalaylam, Torah shatenoisli maksivah. What does it say in the Torah? So Anoichi havayli kecha asher tzisich meretz Yisraelim. I am Hashem, your God, that took you out of Egypt. So Amr Lehen, so Moshe said to the Malachim, "L'Mitzrayim iradatam." Did you go to Mitzrayim? Do you know what it's like to be in a Mitzrayim? Lepare hishtabatem. Did you ever work for Pare? Torah lamatechem. What are you doing? What does Torah do for you? Shuv Maksivba. Lo Yilachalihim Acherim. What's the next of the Sarah Sadibras from this expansion? Yilam Acherim. Not to have a false god. Bainatam Atashrim Shahim Avedizara. You know what it's like to do Avedizara. Oi, Shuv Maksivba. Let's keep going. Zachar Siyam Shabbos Lakadshay. Keep Shabbos. Klumatam Aisim Malacha. You work during the week. Shatam Srikim Shabbos. Shuv Maksivba. Lysir Tzach, Lysinov, Lysignov. So he said, Do you have jealousy? To that, the angel said, Fine, you're right. That the Malachim said, You know what, Hashem? Your presence should be felt. It didn't say, Put your glory in heaven. They said, Oretz. You can bring it down. That's the Gemara. The truth is, it's a very strange Gemara for a couple reasons. Rav Kluger points this out. It's a strange Gemara because obviously the Malachim knew that the 
external elements of the Torah doesn't apply to them, but they obviously felt that they have some connection to the internal aspect of Torah. But B'chalal, I heard this once, but Yossi pointed this out once. I was talking to him and he pointed this out. It's a very, it's a very interesting you know, point. The Malachim are bothered by Moshe Rabbeinu wanting to take the Torah because he said, they said, Chem de Genuza, that we have this cherished, this cherished gift that you want to give to mere mortals. And what's Moshe Rabbeinu's response? Do you have a Yetzirah? Do you, do you want to covet someone else's wife? It's the exact opposite. Meaning, they're so worried that you're going to profane the Torah by giving it to mere mortals. And what's Moshe Rabbeinu's response? Of course you should give it to us because we have Yetzirah, because we want to do Avedazarah. It's like feeding into their concern. Their concern is that the Torah will be lost, will be profaned and will be sullied by human beings. And Moshe Rabbeinu's response is, oh, you want to see how human we are? And he just lists the humanity of Klal Yisrael. It's it's he, if anything he he should he should try to show how how angelic people are that don't worry it's not really coming down to earth it's staying in heaven just down here Moshe Rabbeinu is sort of feeding into this argument so how does that how does it help Rukuger points out in the next paragraph Chazal lanu that this same argument happens again it happens again when Adam Rishon is about to be created. There was a similar type of argument that the, the Malachim, the Gemara tells us, it's in a Bereshis Rabbah, the Medrash also quotes this, that that when Hashem was going to create Adam Nasu Malachi Asharis Kitas Kitas, there was this big debate amongst the Malachim whether this is the right thing. Should there be humanity? Is humanity good or, or is, it not, is it not worth the hassle? And there was the same Vikuach. And he says, some angels said create, and some angels said better not to create. Chesed Oimer, the malachim that are connected to Chesed, said Yivra. Make it, because people will do some Chesed. But the angels of truth said Al Yivra. Because the world is full of Sheker. Tzedek, the malachim that are created to Tzedek, said Yivra. It's Tzedakah that's going to be that. It's worth it. But Shalom, the angels of Shalom said, Al humans just fight, it's not worth it. And you have this back and forth, and they even quote that same Pasuk in Tehillim, of Ma'enish Kisis Karenu, Ben Adam Kisif Kedenu, it's that same Pasuk that's used against us. So what's the aside? The aside is very simple, and that is, the Iker Ratzen of HaKadosh Baruch Hu is for HaKadosh Baruch Hu, his presence to be felt everywhere. That's the etzim desire of Hashem. That's why He created this whole world, this whole game. The desire is not just for Hashem's presence to be permeated in the base Medrash, and it's not just Hashem's desire for His presence to be felt in the Torah itself, but HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted to know that Hashem, Hashem wanted, as the Pasuk says, HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted His presence to be felt everywhere. And it sounds counterproductive. In order to fulfill that, in order to fulfill the Ratzon Hashem, you have to dafka go to the darkest places. Meaning, the Malachim were saying that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Torah is, it will be sullied by giving it to mere mortals. You know what Moshe Rabbeinu responded? Not by trying to convince the Malachim that we're angelic. Because that's not the point. 
Moshe Rabbeinu is saying is you're entirely missing the point of what this world was created for. This world was created so that you could go and show that Hashem's presence can be felt even in the darkest of places. That's what this is about. Hashem wanted his covet. He wanted dira b'tachtoinim. And therefore, Moshe Rabbeinu didn't shy away from the humanity of humans, but he fell into it and he said, no, you don't realize. It's dafka because we're drawn to Yetzirah. It's dafka because we're drawn to that Avodah that will give us the greatest opportunity to reveal Hashem's presence because when we choose not to, because when we choose not to and then all of a sudden you show, you know what it shows? It shows that even that flawed individual is able to permeate Kedusha. And that's a greater revelation of Hashem's presence than someone who's perfect. Than someone who's perfect. You know, I saw, I saw this, I, I picked this up. It's on Beratius, but I, I, I felt, they didn't make it on, on Shemais yet, but I felt I, it was in Eretz Yisrael and I had to pick it up. This is, they came out with the Shiurim of Rav Moshe Shapiro, Zatzal, who was a great thinker. He was very much connected to the Torah, the Maral. Great, great thinker. And he has in his piece, in the first piece, he talks about how a very, very interesting perspective. He's, he, was, he was so brilliant. And he says, we all know that there's a very famous medrash, that Hashem created two luminaries, right? The sun and the moon. And Hashem minimized the moon because he said it's not appropriate for both of them to, you know. And the moon was very upset by this. The moon was complaining that, why did you, why did you minimize me? Where's my crown? And Hashem said, this is, don't worry, you have stars, but this is, this is what we want. So he says, well, it's a very fascinating thing. So Ramesh Shapiro says, what is it, what's the deeper Indian of this? He says, you know what the sun and the moon symbolize? The sun and the moon both give off light, but the sun is giving off light naturally. He's giving it off his own light. It symbolizes, in his view, someone who is naturally drawn, drawn to righteousness. He gives off light, but it's, it's, it's sort of easy. It's sort of like it's, it's part of who he is. It's like an angel. It's like a malach. You know what the moon is? The moon is, is giving off light, but it has to reflect. It has to work. It has to take someone else's life and then push it out. It, it, it takes effort. It takes ishtadlis. It takes work. It's a claw Yisrael, more symbolic to the moon than the sun. And he says the following line. To that, the Levana was bothered. You know what the Levana was bothered? Is that why am I smaller? If anything, I'm working harder. Like, I'm working harder. I, I, why am I smaller? I'm, I'm the one who's taking someone else's light. What's more impressive? To just be full of light? Or to take someone else's light and reflect it? So why am I smaller? And this is his words. Hashem said, no, make yourself smaller. This is Amar Shapiro. You don't have in front of you. You're making a good point. You're taka working very hard. It's a good point. But if you want to show off your crown, to the whole world, it's dafka because you're small. It's because you're small, and it's because you have the ability to be darkened. It's dafka because you're not the sun. It's dafka because you're smaller, and you have the opportunity to go dark and to go light, it, that's the only way you can actually show off your crown. It's by dafka, the opportunity to go in that opposite direction that when you choose, you see, if you, if you just look like the sun, then 
What's the kunst in that? What's the beauty in that? It's dafka because I made you smaller and I made it that you could go dark. And all of a sudden there are parts of the month where the moon is hidden. But then those times where you reveal your light, a full moon, he says that's much more special. That's your crown. That's what was going on over here also, is that the Malachim said to Hashem, well, what are you doing with this person? And to that, Moshe Avinu said, you're missing the point. The Torah is created for people, not angels, and for flawed people. He says like this, Hatayrahi Nitzchis, it's a very beautiful, the second bottom paragraph, Hatayrahi Nitzchis, the Torah is eternal. Therefore, this conversation, this vikuach, this back and forth between the angels and Moshe Rabbeinu, is not a one-time debate, but it's something we all experience. The truth is, I'm going to probably tie this into something I'm going to talk about Shabbos Day. As you get older, at least for me, the more you see things, the more these type of Torahs are more true. That uh, when you're younger, you become, you're very much, uh, you're very much on the angel side. That you're like, what, are, what is this? What is these mere mortals? Like, what do I do with these mere mortals? And then as you get older and you realize the complexity of the human being and you realize how it's not easy and, and humans are flawed and humans are complex, but when you have those moments of greatness, it's dafka because they're flawed that those greatness are, it, it's, it shows how special it is. So he says, that when the angels describe this argument, that argument that took place in this sixth parasha many, many thousands of years ago, it's still happening. It's a vikuach, it's a debate that's happening every single day in your mind. And that is, because he says, The malachim are, are the, they're your thoughts. The malachim are telling you those those arguments of the Malachim is in the back of your mind. Oisai Kitrig, that debate, that prosecutor of the angels, shall karenu. That what is this human doing? What is why, why is the Torah resting on such a person? kisifkedenu. That what is this person? What is he giving to Hashem? What do, why isn't it a disgrace that the Torah is being resting on such a person? It rests and it shakes inside the mind of a human being, all of us. And its objective is to try to depress you and to try to, every once in a while, when a person, a real person sits back and he thinks to himself like, like what, 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 have I, what have I given to Hashem recently? And you have that voice in your head of, what what I can't imagine this is what Hashem was thinking when He created the world. He can't imagine, you know, as we're going to see in a moment, like that Shemun that Shemun that you just gave in the corner of your bedroom for three minutes when you got out of bed from Ayriv, because when you went to bed and you're under the covers, which we've all been, you realize, I forgot to have Ayriv. So you get out of bed, and you're probably not even wearing socks, and you, you put sweatpants on, and then you go back to bed. If you have a, if any real thinking person sits back and thinks to himself, what, 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 what are we doing here? What, what did Hashem gain from this? Like, I can't imagine this was what Hashem was thinking about when he was, uh, you know, I, I was like uh, one of the few experiences that uh, the trip that I just had was a little different. But one of the experiences that I always try to do is I dive in the Rav Gamliel on Fridays. He does shayvavim, so he's in a whole different world. He's 
he's diving with Kavanas and he's crying and he's in his own world. I'm in the back. Zichur Moshe is a, is a shtivel in Meir Sharm. It's a, it's a whole different ecosystem. So it's, it's not like a, it's, it's hard to, like for me, it's hard to become. But you, you're watching this and you're like, oh, that's, that's a mincha. That's a mincha. Me in the back, who's bothered by the fact that like I'm I'm being sneezed on, like that's 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 my mincha. But like you, you ask yourself, like what what is ma'anish kisis karedna? What what is this this argument of the malachim is sort of is sort of in, 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 entrenched in our minds? And he says, hutzarich lischazik. What does a Jew do when he has those thoughts? You have to be strong. Hold on to the kisya covered like Moshe Rabbeinu la'anes and to respond that you respond that no, Hashem's presence is dafka felt by those people that are struggling. But you know what? And this is this is something I wouldn't have thought of years ago. But as you get older, you he got out of bed to daven myriv. That, that, that's that's impressive. He got out of bed to daven myriv. How many human beings? How many human beings, when they're in bed and they're comfortable, would get out of bed to that Ma'ariv? Was it the best Ma'ariv in the world? He was, he, was in, he was in a very difficult matzah. He got out of bed to that Ma'ariv. That, that's impressive. It's all a matter of what you focus on. And he says, And it's dafka, the more flawed you are, that's dafka, the more opportunity you have to fulfill the purpose of creation. He says, these words are true. He says, every person has moments in their life where they're where they're, they're flying high. And you feel like an angel. But then there are moments where you feel very, very mortal. A Jew has to remember. They're not, it's not just that, oh, no, Nebuch. You're flawed. Nebuch, you have Yitzhar, Nebuch, stuck, you're not as good as other people. No, it's, 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 it's contrary to that. It's dafka because of your flaws and dafka because of the struggles that when you actually are able to break through, it'll be the greater purpose of creation. The purpose of creation was not for malachim, but it was for humans that are very much not angelic. But when they're able to have moments of Kedusha, that's the purpose of creation. So don't shy away from that. On the contrary, embrace it. That's, that makes you more worthy of the whole purpose of creation. He says, he says, you have to remember, it's those moments of, of being very human. Now that doesn't mean you're allowed to sin, of course not. But, when you, but, but to realize those Matzavim that are very, very not special in your mind, those are the moments that Hashem is looking for. Because if a Jew is able to overcome in those situations, that's the moments that Hashem, those are the moments, see when a person after, they, after 120 years, they go up to Shemaim, they look back on their lives, it's not necessarily going to be those moments where you're sitting at the Kotel and you're feeling, you're davening and you're closing your eyes, it's not necessarily those moments that are going to be on the, the highlight reel. It's going to be those moments of where you're tired and maybe you're upset and you don't yell at your family or you don't yell at your friends. It's those moments where you feel very, very mortal moments, but it's dafka those moments that are, that's what Hashem was looking for. He had angels before people, 
He wanted people that were flawed, that are able to have moments of exalted. That's what he was looking for. He says, He's actually an example. You have a moment where you want to have milk. Chocolate, whatever, you want to have some chocolate. But you're fleshuk. You can feel bad. You know, like you, you, everyone's been at that Shabbos table where you have the conversation. It's not just mine. We have the conversation of what would you eat if you could eat treif? Everyone's had that conversation. Lobster, whatever. So you, you could look back in that and you could say like, this, this, is, this is the Jewish people. You're talking about what you would eat if you could eat chazer. What's the answer? And then, oh, maybe it's probably not a good way to spend your Shabbos meal. But the point is, but we're... we're you have that moment of thinking, You could focus on and say, look how far I am. I'm not the Chavetz Chaim, I'm not those special people, because I really would like to have, you know, fill in the blank of those type of things. But the truth is, Rav Kluger says, the opposite is true. Hashem has pleasure from those moments, because those moments where you're far away, but you're, you're trying to get closer, and you, it's dafka because of the distance that it creates a longing. It's dafka when you're far away from Hashem, but you're able to overcome. You have a. You could look at mamish the conversation in one of two ways. You could look at it in a case of din or racham. You could look at Jews getting together talking about what they would eat. So you could say, this is, uh, this, is, this is the Shabbos meal I signed up for. This is what I signed up for. Or you could look at it as, these are people that were, that were born thousands of years after prophecy ended. And everyone else in the world, they seem happy, they seem healthy, and they do whatever they want. And they say, it seems to be very, very pleasurable. But they're sitting back, you have this group of people, they're sitting back and they say, Hashem doesn't want me to eat that, so I'm not going to eat it. Not because I don't want to, he doesn't want to. That's not, that's the greatest pleasure Hashem has. That's what Hashem is looking for. It's dafka because you're drawn from it, drawn to, to the opposite direction. You stop, that's kvayt shemaim. But you need to be drawn to it in order to reveal that kvayt shemaim. He says on the top paragraph on the left, L'pama nachnu, it's a mamish, a, a mamish mechazek paragraph. He wrote it, a big tzadik writes it. He says, L'pama nachnu mimaris lachar arucha. Let's say you have a meal and you got to run out. You gotta get to the bus. So we've all done this. You bench very, very, very quick. You say the word very, very quick. At that moment, also, you have those angels that are in your head. The same thing. Those, those angels are saying in your mind, like, well, what is this? What is this? What is this? What does this do for you? The response is, he says the next line, the truth is, yes, we've all had benching where you feel like an angel. And that's beautiful. But it's dafka the moments, those situations where you have you have you're being stressed and you're being pulled, and you you know and you, and you got to run, you got to get out of it, you got to get to the bus, whatever it is. Ubecholzayis, and most human beings wouldn't even think about it; would just go and they would say, "Don't worry, don't worry, so you'll bench later. You don't have to bench. Don't worry, don't worry." 
But you stopped, and with all that stress, you remembered to say the words of Birchus HaMazen. Because you say, I can't leave my house without benching. Because you know what's happening, the truth is? The truth is that while you have a desire to leave, you have a greater desire to speak to Hashem. But it's dafka, dafka because you had desire to leave, that you're able to reveal that your desire to stay is even stronger. And he says, dafka oz That's how Kvod Shemayim is being revealed. doesn't mean you can be complacent. It doesn't mean you don't push. But it means is you have to realize that that longing, which is what this world is all about, this whole world is all about searching for Hashem. That's what it's all about. That's what Hashem wanted. Because the truth is, it's very rare to actually reach Hashem. Most of life is just searching for Hashem. But in order to search for Hashem, you have to be pulled apart a little bit. That's it. You have to be put in the darkness a little bit. But it's okay to be put in the darkness because if the whole objective is to search, then you realize then you're, you're closer to the goal. And therefore, instead of, instead of beating yourself up to realize that those moments of, of feeling distance from Hashem, but overcoming it reveals something greater than if you didn't have that feeling at all. Maybe it's Kedai. It's not fully connected with Kedai. Uh, I, mean, I think I mentioned uh, this last night. This is the first, uh, I, I bought a Sefer from Rav Cook in Eretz Yisrael. Yossi had it always, but he took it with him to the Five Towns. It's called Chadarov. And it's, um, it's just his, like, his diary. This is the first entry. Uh, I'll, I'll read it. Rav Cook writes like this. He says, Metochi, from my essence, Metoch Mayanai, beginning in my, in my innards, he says, if you look in my, in my essence, what you'll find, it's Oitzus Agnuzim, you'll find great treasures. And what is that? Tomid ani kosher, hatsar hakodesh. He says, I'm always drawn to that holy pain, of trying to be perfect. He says, that's what I'm plagued with my whole life, is wanting to be more desiring and it's, he, said, he calls it a holy pain it's a holy pain of I want to be better but you can't want to be better unless you feel like you're not and he says this feeling is never filled it's never completed but this is the key but it doesn't need to be filled says Rav Cook. that feeling of that feeling of longing is not something that I, I ever want to get rid of. Because he says, That is the essence of that eternal weaving. Which is all about a thirst for Hashem. It's healthy to long for Hashem. Instead of feeling distance, you realize that's what Hashem wants. Hashem created people and He wants them to have that holy pain of of wanting to get closer to him, and it's not something that needs to be filled. That's the desire, that's the essence. The truth is, is nothing else will complete, and nothing else will, will satiate. The etzim searching itself is what Hashem wants. That itself is what life is about. It's about thirsting, it's about wanting something more. Those moments that you have when you're sitting when you're davening, when you're learning, or when you have uh, music and you, and you go to a deep place, 
what you, what you naturally will feel is a longing for something. You're longing for something that doesn't mean you could focus on the fact that you feel far away, but that's, that's what life is about. It's a holy desire for shleimus. And it's, you'll never get there. You'll never feel shleimus. But that's what Hashem wants. And, that's, and it's dafka. The further you are from Hashem, that it creates more of a longing, which is what this world is all about. That's kvod shemayim. And he says, You'll realize more and more that feeling will turn into pleasure. Because you'll be getting closer to that presence of the rays of Hashem. That's what, that's what life is about. And therefore, if a Jew finds himself feeling distance from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, finding himself that he feels very much not in his mind, the perfect Jew, I'm not talking about someone who sins, but stop, you're trying your best, but you just don't feel like you're there, you should realize the truth, which is you're closer to the end goal than if you looked like this big tzaddik, you're closer to the end. The goal of HaKadosh Baruch Hu is to take the darkest places and to reveal light. Hashem wants longing for him, and therefore the dafka, the Jews that are the farthest away are going to be the longing, longing the strongest. That's what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants. And therefore, whenever you have those moments where you daven quickly, whatever it is, and you, you try, and you're trying it, but you're, you're a human being, so you're stuck with this holy Tsar that you have this, this holy, holy suffering of wanting to be more, instead of listening to those malachim that say, this is what, uh, this is, instead of giving in to those those malachim who say, well, what, 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 what is this person doing? Well, what does Hashem gain from this? To realize the truth, it's dafka from us that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gets more pleasure than all the malachim. Because it's dafka when a Jew has the opportunity to go away, and he feels so, so far away, but he pushes himself to go close at HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that reveals that those places of darkness were really motivations to bring him closer. And those places that felt dark were really saturated with HaKadosh Baruch Hu because he used those as platforms to walk closer to Hashem. That's what this world is all about. We ourselves with this and to should help us to go through every part of life, both the ups and the downs, because to realize the truth, it's all taking us to Hashem. It's all taking us closer to Hashem. If you have that mindset, then you realize that even those moments that you feel very, very far from Hashem, you realize that is what life is about. You don't have to fill that void because all of life is longing to become closer to Hashem, and ultimately, Hakadosh Baruch Hu should reveal Himself into the world, and that's when we'll feel complete. B'shleim is may remain Amen.